Hey everyone, welcome back to the Zelda Informer Podcast, episode 21. This week, I have our usual co-host with us, Mr. Alfred. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and coming back for the first time in, it might be about 10 episodes now. Yeah. Mr. Colin. You guys are Colin clumping these Graham. out quick. Holy shit. Every, every week <laughs> every we week. try. Yeah. Every week. Every we week. haven't missed one yet. Been been close. We haven't officially missed a week yet. Um... So, we don't have a whole lot of big news topics this week. Uh, I could go into all the weird NX rumor stuff going on. Uh, I actually want to try to go a week without talking about the NX, <laughs> since we don't have anything concrete, and since some things are kind of pointing to us maybe potentially having some concrete things for next week. Um, <laughs> but Nate, Emily Rogers made her not, Twitter no, public. Not, I'm not talking about Emily Rogers, actually. <laughs> she made her Twitter public. Obviously, this is a special Obviously occasion. Obviously, NX is, NX is coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways... Uh, so, uh, there's a couple things I do want to talk about, though, and we're going to go through a lot of fan topics today. Uh, but the first thing I want to talk about is that a fan has created, or recreated, or is making Link's Awakening in the Ocarina of Time engine. I heard about uh, this. He's been working on it for over a year. He actually originally messaged uh, our Facebook page back in October last year, um, and he had some some early footage of it that didn't really look that great, but it showed promise. You know, you could tell he was just kind of getting started out. Yeah. Well, he released a trailer for it, uh, and I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer yet. I have. It is fantastic. I haven't seen the trailer. I kind of... So are we yeah, placing I'll, bets, I'll, I'll, are bets to see how long it gets taken down now, or... No, yeah. it, see, well, here's the thing. It's here's a mod, isn't it? It is a mod of a ROM. It can't really get taken down. Yeah. Um, that's that's what's unique about this particular use case is that Nintendo can't really do anything about it. Um, they just can't because it's not like he's, you know, literally taking a ROM and turning it into a single release. It's a mod pack that you need to have the ROM to even play it in the first place. Uh, so it looks. Great. I mean, you know, I don't know yeah, if you guys want, want 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 to, want to take a moment to even look at it. Like it. Yeah, it, I just looked awesome. at it now. Um, it, lo- it looks you know, real even, good. Even I'm just going back through it. I'll probably put some footage up here uh, on the video version of the podcast. You know, like you redid the Link model a little bit to, to look more like the one from back then. Yeah. Uh, a lot of textures, added new enemies. Um, obviously, you know, modeled all of the, the areas, you know, that we see in there from Mave Village. A um, couple other areas in there. I wonder how Twin Peaks inspired this, <laughs> this new <laughs> version is going to be. You, you know what my favorite thing about the whole thing? What? The King logo, man. Yeah. That logo is sick. I think it's yeah, cool. No. Like, it the thing great. for me that it's hard to wrap my mind around is he's taking, like, a 2D space and making it 3D. Well, that too. Yeah, no, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he's going to be adding know, his own There's a lot of speculation how he's going to tackle the puzzles. Because um, there's going to have to be some modifications to that. Oh, yeah. You know, combat, there's not, you know, it's going to be Ocarina of Time combat. So it, it just is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I'm really interested in... This, this project. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of, like, remake projects over the years. Many of them have been shut down by Nintendo because they were trying to be, like, standalone releases. That's kind of the big red flag that if you're making a standalone remake of a Zelda game, you're probably going to get shut down. Or any just, Nintendo game. Yeah, any Nintendo game, not just Zelda. Like, like it's just yeah. not going to happen. Uh, but, you know, if you're, if you're releasing basically a modification to a ROM, Nintendo really can't do a whole lot about it. Um... 
because they don't own your modification. They so don't do you own think, it, you know, all out of that stuff that you're doing with that modification. Do you think we're going to be seeing like, more of those? Like the Twilight Princess HD, like they're trying to, like the people that were making the HD texture pack, they're trying to turn it into like a, a standalone thing now. And like as soon as Nintendo finds out, that's going to be the end of that. Yeah, it's not going to be good. Do you think we'll see uh, more mod like workarounds like this then? To where I could see them, and that's kind of the topic I mean, we're into. Technically, this you know, has been happening for years. On I, yeah, PCs I think if this project releases like 100% complete, yeah, and ends up not getting any sort of legal action against it, any even a cease and desist, which might might just be nothing. Nintendo might know they can't shut it down, but they'll issue it anyways just to scare the guy. Um, it, it's one of those. If this releases and it's successful, I think this is the direction you'll see future try to like really emulate yeah um going for making you know remakes of zelda games um you know and there's obviously the question you know should the remakes even exist you know should nintendo be remaking these 2d games in 3d um and i think what's interesting about you know the prospect of nintendo doing it is that you know you watch this little trailer you know there's not a whole lot in it you know it's two minutes 15 seconds maybe 50 seconds of it is actual game footage uh, the rest of it's like you know disclaimers and and logos and like credits and stuff but it's it looks really good and if he could somehow make this work there's no reason nintendo couldn't do the same thing with, with their own games yeah but now, granted it is using an established engine. yeah they probably I don't won't, know if nintendo though. would do that they might make a whole new engine for it beats me yeah knowing them they'd make a completely new engine for a remake and then it would take like seven years and i mean either that or they just you know release it on the virtual console again well it's... they're going to do that that's for oh sure. yeah I mean, there's money to be made, clearly, by them going three generations in a row, which is probably what's going to happen with NX, where they could just release the same games on the Virtual Console, because for some reason you won't be able to convert your Wii U games over. Yeah, you won't. And you, you, have to you, buy you it can't over use again. your... I really wish it was linked to accounts. That way it can just yeah. transfer the games over. But that's and, and, Well, dream. that seems to be a lot... Um, not the Nintendo Network ID, but the Nintendo account system that they've set up now. It seems to be inferring that's how things are going to work from the NX moving yeah, forward. Yeah, but that was yeah. like that would have been nice to. It would have been nice to ago. like. I understand why it didn't happen with Wii. I kind of get it. They weren't really fully going all in with online. Because the Wii online was time. pretty bad, to be honest. Like I, I understand. Like I can give the Wii a pass because the, like yeah, they knew they were going to do some virtual console stuff, but they didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah. Wii U, I I can't give a pass for. It's had online from the very beginning. Well, and they touted yeah. this whole, like, like... Strong online yeah. from the beginning. You know, well, they were always like, Miiverse. we brought someone in to, to, like, do the online. Like, it's going to be a completely new Nintendo online system. And now mm -hmm. it's, it's... I mean, it's, the only benefit is it's free. There's no subscription. Yeah. Hopefully it stays uh, that which, way. Which, which is... A, that's a big plus for some mm -hmm. people. You don't have to pay to play online. Um, it does suck that, like, I'll be on my Xbox One and it'll remind me every three months, hey, you need to renew your live membership or you can't play Madden online against people. I'm like, why? <laughs> Or why, any why do online. I have to pay a fee to play my games online? Well, hopefully with the Xbox. And I understand, like, if EA um, was being stupid and charging me a fee for it, that's fine, it's their game. But why is Xbox? This is dumb. I think Madden is, like, one of only, like, three series to not actually have PC ports. Yes, yeah. and that's the only reason why I... To be fair, <laughs> that's why I have an Xbox One, is yeah. because of Madden. Um... You know, obviously, if, if NX takes off, great. I don't have to have an Xbox anymore. I mean, I'll probably keep the one I have. I have an Xbox One S, so it's got the 4K Blu-ray player, which is... That alone, to me, is worth Ooh. it. 
Um, yeah, it's like the cheapest. It's like one of the cheapest 4K. Blu-ray this is not ever. Nintendo or Zelda related in any way, shape, or form. But I recently got uh, Gears Four, and mm. the is it good? yeah. But I was what I was gonna bring up was the Xbox Play Anywhere program, which I think is yeah, that's I mentioned nice. it. I think on the last podcast, like the 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 old Long ZI, time. and uh, I. I, how I think it's like the niftiest idea ever, and it's awesome. it, it really is. It's it, if you don't know what it is, basically every Xbox exclusive from like now until the end of time. It started with Record, and then it moved. No, on. it actually started with Quantum Forza. Break. Oh, that, really? Quantum Break. Yeah, Quantum it was a break. Nice. it was a pre-order bonus where um, uh, if you pre-ordered the X the digital version of the Xbox version of Quantum Break, you got the Windows 10 version, and you can. Uh, your saves will transfer over, okay. and now that's like a common. That's now the new thing where every Xbox exclusive will just have yeah, a awesome. Windows 10 wish... version, and you can save your uh, your well, saves. And, and, and it makes a lot of sense for Microsoft because obviously they everything own runs on Windows. Yeah, they own the OS and they own the Xbox. Hell, the Xbox runs on the OS. Like you yeah. might as well. I just wish that they would take like older games and do that, like with Sunset Overdrive and stuff like that. Yeah, or an actual full version of. Like Master Chief Collection or something. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> An that'd be full version. Yeah, and, uh, not like Halo first, Five yeah. Forge bundle. It's the bundle. But yeah. Um, yeah. You know, get, getting it a little bit back on topic. Yeah. Obviously, we could talk about you know the not the not Nintendo for consoles. a while. Um, you know, I'm I'm just really interested in Nintendo exploring the the remake route of the 2D games. It's not something we talk about much. I know we had a fan topic on it a long ways back. You know, should Nintendo do it? Um, you know, I was kind of against it at the time because I just didn't think that they could do it successfully because, like, the puzzles, you know, like I said, you got to completely rework a lot of those puzzles to make them work in a 3D space. And, you know, now that I look at this, granted, it doesn't show much puzzles. It just shows, you know, some some settings, like running around, a little bit of combat. <laughs> Walking around um, with the It makes chomp me chomp. feel like it could work. Yeah. yeah, but the puzzles are going to have to be reworked. Like, they can't be the yeah, same. Yeah, I know, exactly. We have, we have the same issues I had before are still present. You know, we yeah. haven't seen, at least in this footage, you know, a puzzle yet. Um, But it, it, it just, it excites me. Well, we do get to see fishing. I think it would be cool to see Nintendo do remakes like this. I think the problem is, is that we won't see them do stuff like remakes like these if the games don't garner enough support in the first place. Sure. Um, like the only reason that you would see like we saw Ocarina of Time like remakes like throughout several different generations is because it was so popular. Uh, but I was thinking about this earlier. It's like, well, I'd like to see an HD remake of Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. That would just be fantastic. Sure. I just don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. Um, just kind of. Well, it's like, really interesting because is... so far the only HD remakes they have done are, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Uh, is Zelda titles? Yeah, they're just Zelda games. It's just Zelda I'm, games. I'm, I know. I keep trying to. Th- I kept thinking there was one more, but you know, I don't. I mean, I, I guess mean, there's like Super I mean, Mario All Stars. If that that yes, that barely counts. You though. could technically count the Metroid Prime Collection, but they really weren't that upscaled from the. Well, they original. were just ports. Yeah. Yeah, with like new controls yeah. and a little bit of updated textures, but not by mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. It, it's interesting because Zelda clearly Nintendo has no problem doing remakes for. They they've been doing it, doing it. You know the series is now ripe for like an Ocarina of Time HD. Um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people think that's going to happen someday. I wouldn't doubt and, it. And you know, obviously we still have to. You know, if Wiimotes still work with NX, technically they could do Skyward Sword. 
Um, you know, there, there's a lot of you know directions to go with remakes, but it, it's really interesting to me because taking a 2D game and remaking it in a 3D space, it's not just your average remake. Like you're completely reimagining that game to make it work. Not only that, uh, physics always get yeah. real, real oh, yeah. weird. I don't know if anyone rem- remembers this, but um, Ubisoft did that remake of uh, no, not Ubisoft. Well, no, yeah, it was Ubisoft who did it. Who, but uh, they did a remake of uh, Turtles in Time in oh. 3D, and it was it was awful. It was it was terrible. Pure, it was pure I, that terror. upset me so bad. Yeah. Um. um. Also, <laughs> Skyward Sword <laughs> HD for NX. I'm just could you like, could you imagine Nintendo advertising a 4K version of Skyward Sword? Like, I can't imagine Nintendo advertising a 4K version of anything. <laughs> yeah, I I, re- I mean, if it is if NX is 4K, that's great. Um, but I I even if it is 4K, let, let's just you know make the wild presumption that somehow Nintendo is targeting PlayStation Pro and up kind of specs. Um, it's. I don't see them advertising 4K outside of maybe a brief mention of it, like when they reveal it. Otherwise, I don't really yeah. see them being like, "Yeah, come play Skyward Sword in 4K." <laughs> like, I, I just don't see them even bringing it up. I think it'd be really funny if they did. I, I think it'd be awesome, but I just <laughs> to see Nintendo be like, "Yeah, you know what? We are gonna go a little hardcore here." Hey, come get your 4K 60 FPS. Yeah, that's right. We said 60 because Skyward Sword uses painting graphics, so it's not that hard. I mean, if if we're gonna see a 2D recreate or 3D recreation of a game, I'd sure. I'd see something more along the lines of Zelda 2, just re- redone <laughs> models. Yeah. Because I like you said, like we brought up, is that you have to worry about physics, you have to worry about redoing puzzles, and at that point, Nintendo's gonna be like, that's it's not worth it. Let's just make a new game. <laughs> I mean, it's not worth it. Yeah, it's like why remake? We're basically building a game from the ground up. So why why not just make it a new game? Like why make Zelda Link's Awakening 3D? Well, that's kind of what they did with uh, A Link to the Past. Yeah, but a Link Between Worlds. But it's it's kind of it it's not that different because it's still a top down ish perspective. It is, yeah. I mean, like they Link added the the, the wall merging, which yeah. added a new dimension. But for the most part, you don't play a majority of the game yeah. in that perspective. And so it's it's like again, you'd have to rework you'd have to rework everything about that game. And then at that point, it's going to be like, well, why even do that when we can just make a new Zelda game? Why, why worry about building a well, game? I don't know. They're doing it with out. Final Fantasy VII. So. I yeah. mean, to be we're, fair, we're Nintendo has though. given us, like, three HD remasters. We're never going to get Final Fantasy VII. Within, <laughs> all within of the us, time that we've been working on Zelda All Wii of U. us will be dead, and then before the first episode will come out. No, the first episode will probably hit next year. We'll all be dead before the final episode comes That's out. That's true. We'll, we'll all be dead before, no, 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 before 1.5 comes out. 1.5. They're just gonna release them in like you get. They're gonna release one, and then there'll be like a new, like and the Scorpio come out, and then it'll be a remaster of part one, seven point one slash two. And then as they're working out part two, they're gonna release version one point five, which is a re remaster of the original remaster on the PlayStation Five. Three sixty five over two, <laughs> and just like all these ridiculous titles, just, we're never gonna see the end of that game. And then eventually they're gonna be like, you know, maybe we should downport it back to the NX just to give them a. a a thing, but we got it. We can't just call it Final Fantasy VII Part One. No, it's got to be like War Mastered Edition or something. We'll have a How better many... chance of seeing the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> before you get the final episode of Final Fantasy VII. We'll see Final yeah. Fantasy Versus oh. Thirteen come out before we get Final <laughs> Fantasy VII HD. I don't even know if they're ever going to end that. And Marvel we are. 
before I die. I'm just saying, we have a better chance of that happening. Better chance of that, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, um, you know, there's a lot of people can speculate all the reasons why uh, Final Fantasy VII might not ever see full completion. Because it's Square Enix. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it looks good so far, but we'll, we'll we'll see. It's really hard to trust the developers behind it. They have a very, very, very bad history of delaying like everything. <laughs> and um, then we'll never get like a... just terribly, and then blaming. Like, what, what's that one group there? Crystal Dynamics? Are they the ones that make the Tomb Raider games? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they have a way of, like, bashing their best development studio for making quality games on time. <laughs> and, and blaming them for their financial woes when their games are outselling the Square Enix typical games. It, it's just... They, they have some issues with that company. Oh, that being said, I really hope that they, uh, you know, keep bringing out, you know, these games, and I hope that it comes to NX and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of move on to the next topic. Uh, this one's coming from a okay. fan, and it's because this is something I, I often debate with people on social media, and it's not. I don't think it's anything we've actually ever talked about on uh, this podcast, and we might not have ever talked about it on the old podcast. And this is brought up by Taylor Bradby from our <laughs> Facebook page, and he asks us that, or he says, is beating a Legend of Zelda game with a walkthrough unrighteous? No. No. It's one of those... It's easier for me to say no, because, I mean, how am I supposed to tell people how they should enjoy a game? Here's here's the dealio. As long as, like, game guides have been around forever... Yeah, forever. I, like, I don't, think, I don't think walkthroughs are too bad. Well, and, like... No, they're really not. Because, I mean, you, you about, know what? Okay, I'll, I'll say this much. I'll say this much. Like... Sure, a walkthrough will tell you how to do everything, but you still have to be, like, good at video games That's to true. get through to the end. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the, I, I guess the only negative thing I can ever say about a walkthrough is if you're reading a walkthrough, most people that read walkthroughs, at least from the people I've talked to, they kind of read a little bit ahead because they want to know what they have to do coming up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can kind of spoil the game as you go. Here's the thing. When you're reading ahead, you're only usually reading ahead five, ten minutes in the game. You're just about to experience that anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I've used walkthroughs in the past for Zelda games, and I, I never felt like I was spoiled. Well, I think yeah. like, it, like, it didn't wreck what was experiencing what I was experiencing I don't, in the game compared to me just playing it without it. I don't think, I think a walkthrough. The only thing it wrecks is maybe a sense of accomplishment when you overcome nah. something really, really difficult. I wouldn't but some say people that. don't play games for that sense of accomplishment. I think I think like the only time a walkthrough can really like like, ruin, uh, I think really, like, you're, you're cheating on a gameplay experience, is if you're playing something like Phoenix Wright, or like, okay, Maniac yeah. Mansion, or anything, like, super text-based, because then it's, like, literally telling you just how to, like, click your way to victory. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're not I mean, actually putting forth then, any like, effort. It's one of those, I don't care if people use walkthroughs, because one, it doesn't affect my experience with the game. Two, I don't really look down on them for doing it, because... You know, as I said, everyone plays games for different reasons. Uh, there was someone who, way back in the day, that used to work at Zelda Informer, uh, was part of the Zelda historians and the Bombers gang and all this stuff. And he always told me that the only reason he plays Zelda games is to figure out where they go on the timeline. He doesn't enjoy the gameplay. He doesn't enjoy majority of the story. But the only reason he played was to gather new information for the timeline. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is like like pretty crazy news. Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever played uh, Sleeping Dogs? Yep. Yeah, the studio that made Sleeping Dogs has shut down today. 
And their latest title, uh, Smash and Grab, which just entered early access like a week or two ago, is was just taken off Steam. Well, like, it's done. Good. It's over. It's canceled. Welcome to the AAA industry. Yep. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up. I thought that was like... Game, I thought that was crazy. Shit, and yeah. If you don't sell enough, you're in trouble. Wasn't Sleeping uh, Dogs also by Square Enix? Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't go, think so. Go, go, oh my god, it was! It was published oh, okay. by Square Enix! Thanks, Square Enix. It's all it's all coming full circle. Holy shit! See, at shit. least you know, like when Bayonetta two didn't sell, you know, eighteen bajillion copies. No one cared. Platinum was still happy. Nintendo was still happy. Yeah. <laughs> then again, it sold like two million, which is pretty good. Cause um, it's a good game. Like the original Bayonetta didn't really sell that much more than two million combined. So, yeah. Um, so so much for. Hey, it's going to sell like crap because Nintendo fans have never played Bayonetta. Um, well, I mean, the problem with Bayonetta 1 was that, like, the only way to play it was on the Xbox 360, which only the U.S. market likes. Everyone mm-hmm. else likes the PS3, and that version is well, the, the actually terrible. Yeah. But Xbox One's the one that's not doing good overseas anymore. It, well, the 360 of, didn't you know do good no, in Japan. No, in the U.K., the Xbox One S is doing really, really well. Yeah. But then again... That's because of Sony's stupid decision not to include a 4K Blu-ray player when they are the ones that pushed Blu-ray in the first place. Oh, I don't gosh. know what they're thinking. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to be salty on it. I, I really, really was... Like, I had an Xbox One. I wanted to get the PlayStation, like, Pro. That's what I was going to do. So I was going to have both those consoles and, you know, be happy and get all the games, get my last Guardian, get whatever. And then they just had to be like, yeah, well, we're not going to give you a 4K Blu-ray player. I mean, I don't... Well, then what the... Nah, I'm going to go trade in my Xbox yeah. and get a, an S. Like, what I mean, I don't... I don't. I, I'm coming from the bias of, like, I don't really think, like, 4K is all that worth it at the moment. Because, like, I mean, standard television shows still air at, like, 720p. But, sure. um... But I don't... Like, well, most people watch, like, streaming. Now. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Stream in 4K. Wait, I'm getting somewhere here. Uh, sure. But, like... The, I, I think the incremental upgrades to the consoles are stupid. Like, because the PS4 Pro is like, it's such an anomaly because though they're pushing for 4K, that thing can't do 4K. No, there's no way. Like, no, the, the Scorpio, every, sure. The Scorpio, it, yeah, it, it, but it, like. It, the Scorpio's like right at the cutoff to where you can do like true 4K. The, the, the PS4 Pro is actually less powerful than the GPU in my computer, and it's a 980. And, oh, yeah. and it's like... Was, like, that's why... I saw a thread on NeoGAF, someone said, so why aren't people more hyped about the PS4 Pro? Well, it's very obvious. Your competition basically just announced they're going to obliterate you. And sure, they and have... They do have games... Your guns. They do have games running in 4K, but they're locked at 30 FPS. And on yeah. top of that, they don't it, look nearly those, as good as the games, games running at 1080. 4K. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's, I, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying like if you're thinking about buying a PS4 4 Pro, like this stuff shouldn't really matter to you per se, unless for some reason you are one of those people that do. If own, you're buying you know, like, VR, then sure, why not? Sure, if you're buying you, VR, you might definitely. as well get like three extra FPS while you're at it. But like, <laughs> if if you're but, looking to get some true 4K gaming, I yeah. mean, gaming PCs are pretty like, cheap. Like the biggest regret I have is, is we got a 4K TV um, earlier this year. Yeah. And I didn't really do a whole lot of research on it because I didn't have any devices that could do 4K. So I didn't mm-hmm. really care. We were just getting a new TV from the man cave, and it just so shall happen that the 4K one was like just as expensive as the 1080p that we were looking at. Huh. Uh, so I'm like, okay, cool. We'll just we'll just get this 4K one. Hey, look, some shows like House of Cards and stuff for 4K on Netflix. That's cool. 
And don't get me wrong, it looks like I could tell a big difference between the 4K Netflix shows and then the other Netflix shows. Like, it, it is noticeable, especially at the 65-inch mark. But I didn't get an HDR. And I didn't think that it mattered until I was at my buddy's house who had an HDR 4K TV and he was playing a 4K Blu-ray on his Xbox One S. And I'm like, oh my god, this looks way better than when I watch it on mine. The colors are so much better. Yeah. Um, now, getting the general public to care about that, who knows if that's ever going to happen. It'll happen when it's affordable. And 4K yeah. TVs are becoming more and more affordable. Um, you know, this holiday, I think, will be the first time that you can get like a 50-inch for under 500. That's going to be 4K. Um, whether it has HDR or not, I can't tell you that but you know just get just getting kind of back into the the original topic on the walkthroughs yeah because you know we got way off base which that happens when colin's here oh um, okay <laughs> yeah i know it, it just happens i wasn't uh, talking about 4k but okay. i was trying i was try, i was originally gonna try to bring that conversation back around hey you know what about that nx 4k then i'm like wait wait ah, no said no nx talk. <laughs> trying to trying to get through here um Apparently, PS4 Pro is, is the topic of the day. Uh, so, so yeah, so Taylor Bradby, uh, you know, long story short, walkthroughs shouldn't really be an issue for anyone. If, if someone else is using a walkthrough, it doesn't affect how you play. You shouldn't look down on them for using it because they enjoy the game in a different way than maybe you enjoy it. Yeah. Um, you know, and as I said, I think right before we, we kind of spun off, you know, we had a guy at Zelda Form that only played Zelda games to find out more about the timeline, not because they actually like playing Zelda games. And this was way back in the day. I don't even know what, what this person's doing anymore. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those, we shouldn't judge people in how they play a game. You know, it's just like all the people that, whenever we post up a speed run, they get all mad. Like, oh, this person sucks. They shouldn't be playing a game that way. You should just play it 100%. To complete. Like, why? This is what they enjoy doing. And they're probably, I, I hate saying this, they're probably better at the game than you are. Because you have to be a pro at the game to even do speedrunning in the first place. Got to do those half eight presses, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy how good they have to be. And the thing is, like, oh, but why don't they just play start to begin 100? I guarantee you, they've 100 percent of the game several times. Like, to yeah. be that good, you have to do that. And we shouldn't look down on them because they enjoy playing the games in a different way for different reasons than you do. It's just like looking down on. Like, I kind of compared to this because no one seems to look down on a fan who does this. Are you someone that does a three-heart run, you know, no potions, no fairies, you know, swordless runs or whatever in Zelda? Are you someone that does that? No one seems to look down on you for doing it. So we shouldn't look down on other people for playing the games in the way that they like. And if that's with walkthroughs, if that's speedrunning, you yeah. know, if that's trying to play with their feet just because they want to see if they can do it, okay, cool, let them do it. Um, I'm just thankful we even have this series that can be enjoyed by, you know, so many different fans in so many different ways. And it's really true of all games. You know, there's some people that are buying, like, Battlefield 1 just because they want to play the campaign. And that's fine. You don't you know, have to be in the multiplayer. I, I, no, the campaign, I, won't, I won't interject. I heard the campaign is actually really good. I, I got the BF1 trial, and I got to say, I, I've been hating, like, every Battlefield single-player campaign. Three and fours Ooh. are... Three and Battlefield three and four single player campaigns are some of the worst I've ever played, <laughs> but I played the first story of Battlefield one and it threw me back to like the days of olden World War two shooters. Not just nice. because it's an old war shooter, but just like it, back when it was awesome single back, player campaigns. Back when the campaigns were about men in war doing their job and not yeah. like. 
Like back when back when you could legit just buy a first person shooter for the campaign. Yeah, well, just like, like I remember the not, original Call of Duties when they, when yeah. they were World War Two based. I barely ever played multiplayer in those things. It was all campaign. Uh, it's just that it's not like trying to push this like heavy cliched story, yeah. which is the real issue with the latest Battlefield games. Like Battlefield Four is an absolute garbage train wreck, <laughs> but. But Battlefield 1 is like, hey, let's just make it an anthology thing. And it's like, sure. okay, sure, that's how you should make a war game. Though it is weird, all the historical inaccuracies, but I'm not going to go into that. No, yeah, one, no well, one wants the, the to hear me Video talk games. About... It's video games. Um, so we're going to move on to uh, the rest of our fan topics. we got a few more here. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Taylor Bradby, for asking about walkthroughs. It's a very interesting topic. Um, if you, for some reason, feel that way, I, I hate saying you're wrong, but you're wrong. Stop. Stop it. Like, don't prejudge people because they play games differently than you do. Um, Bert Manning from our Facebook page, I uh, said, where should the series land as far as a tight narrative a la Wind Waker and Skyward Sword with cutscenes and character development versus shotgun storytelling like the original Legend of Zelda or more recently on Link Between Worlds? And yes, I know Hilda actually had some character development, but it was more of a plot twist than a legitimate character development, whatever that means. Um, so the question seems to be, should they take like narrative with the series more towards like the cutscenes and heavy character development, or should it be more like like hands off, like the Legend of Zelda original was, where it just said, "Hey, look, you need to go save the princess. Have fun." I want to say hands off because while while I I played Skyward Sword like a year ago, and the the one thing I actually really liked were the cutscenes. As much as I don't like cutscenes in video games, I really they, enjoyed... Those are some really good cutscenes. Because Link was, like, actually emoting, and they were well-made, and oh, it was great. But, like, I I still prefer the idea of, like, go on your adventure. Like, just just start right off. And, with that, and that's what Breath of the Wild seems to be doing, and I'm, like, A-okay with that. And sure. I think that's actually... I mean... We don't know until Breath of the Wild comes out how they're actually going to handle the narrative and mm-hmm. whether or not it's, like, the best thing since Link's Awakening. But <laughs> I, I'm i going to say, like, I, I may prefer that a little bit more. The hands-off oh, approach. Nah. But I'm also an old man, so who fucking cares? <laughs> Alfred, you huh. alive? Yeah. Yeah, get anything to add? Like, like, what way would you go with? with story? Um, like I've always said that I've I've always preferred story, um, because I think story can influence gameplay more than gameplay can. Inf- I, I don't like it when gameplay. Even though the, even though Zelda's developed completely the opposite. I know. I, I don't like how gameplay can influence or like how they try to make gameplay influence story. Like in Skyward Sword, it kind of worked, um, but like I I just like the overall aspect of a game telling a story. And that's just out of me wanting, first of all, games to be taken more seriously in sure. as, a, as a media form, because mm-hmm. a lot of them... Like, they, you, they still have a bad reputation. Yeah, if you look at stuff like The Last of Us, that game is a freaking masterpiece. Like, like they become... Like, games have become more... I want to say more accepted by the mainstream. Yeah. But the actual, like, like the actual media themselves still kind of paint like bleak pictures like well, it's so bad if you if you've been keeping up with anything that's i think happened recently um alex trebek said something about uh like nerdcore rappers and nerdcore musicians in general 
which, you know, screw him for that. But uh, <laughs> Mega Ran, one of my favorite nerdcore artists, came out and did a song about it and did a rap about it. And sure. it's been very vocal about that because, you know, this is life. This is livelihood. Um, and I think that you have, like, this, like, split where some, like, I hate doing. I hate saying this, but I think the older generation still views video games as like this stupid thing that kids do. Where as people in, and I'm not saying that about all older generation. Like there are some people that are old, way older than me, like in their 70s, that enjoy playing video games. But as a whole, like the more quote unquote adults out there, they think that video games is a very childish hobby. Um, and totally. Yeah, I mean, if, if I mean you, even. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, go on. If you think it is, then fine, that's, you know, good for you, but I, I I think I've made this argument before, people have made this argument before, how passionate we are about video games and about, you know, developers and stuff, there are just as many people passionate about football, and they don't even mm-hmm. participate in football, they just oh, watch yeah. it, and so if you're that interested in that, and you can tell me all the stats, they don't, call, they don't say it's stupid for me to be interested yeah, in video I, games. Yeah, especially, like, when people say it's stupid, like, why would you watch a live stream game? Yeah. Do you watch live sports? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, like, the same concept on why you're entertained. That's the same I, you don't understand e-sports. because you're not passionate about that video game. Yeah. And okay. so, like, I think story is a, is a big part in showing how video games should be taken more seriously as a medium. Um, and I think that we saw that with stuff like any any Naughty Dog game and, that's come and, out. And I will say, you know, it, it's it, there's been some progress shown. Yeah, um, definitely. ESPN, as an example, now covers esports, mm-hmm. um, and they do like live events and stuff. Like it, it's really cool. Yeah, you'll still see a bunch of people who are way out of touch in the comments, like bashing it. But apparently, those shows are getting really, really high ratings. Well, yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those like people need to start recognizing. Hey, look, it, it's not a traditional physical sport, but man. It, it takes skill. There's a lot of people that like it. You can't ignore why people are into video games. I, I um, think that the more we see... And that's why I think that like we've talked about Nintendo needing to stay somewhat relevant by mm-hmm. keeping up with the competition. That the more we see Nintendo go to the... Not necessarily fall in with market trends, but fall in with like... Okay, well, our, our game's just... like It's okay to have platformers. And it's okay to have, you know, just games that that are just fun Single player games. yeah but there also need to be strong story-based games that draw on people that aren't just nintendo sure. fans because you know that and that's why i'm really hoping that beyond yeah. good and evil thing is oh i yeah. mean because... i i don't know if i necessarily agree with that i mean i i definitely disagree with uh not having gameplay influence the story and I certainly 100% agree, uh, disagree with the idea of The Last of Us being a masterpiece. But that's oh. that's, that's a whole thing I can go into. Uh, the, but, the um, internet is against you. Well, on that, that, one, that also one. would fit, um, you know, your opinion on that. You can kind of see you two are on like different ends of the spectrum, like completely different ends. Like, yeah. Alfred really loves like that deep story, and, that, mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what games like The Last of Us or even like Heavy I don't. Rain, Really I don't hate into. deep story well, not, I, well, in games, hate, but I, I think it's... A preference. It's 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 more like... Uh, gameplay should be the most important thing, because otherwise you're not playing a video game, you're playing a story. Well, yeah, tell that to I'm, Kojima, though. See but what he like, says about no, that. That's, that's, that's horse doo-doo, and I can tell you why. Because, like, <laughs> oh Metal Gear Solid 3 is one of the best games I've ever played. And exactly. as much as I hate cutscenes, here's the thing. There's at least, like, 
two to three hours of unmolested gameplay in between those 30-minute cutscenes. Like, it's not like The Last of Us where you walk five minutes, do a little bit of Uncharted shooting, and then there's a two-minute cutscene and then rinse repeat. They at least let you play the game for a sizable chunk and do whatever you want until you actually get to the story bits. And hey, what do you know, the story bits, since they're so long and drawn out and they have so much... They're basically an intermission for the game... Hey, they have more time to actually like tell you what is going on and entertain you. I don't know. To so say that, don't to say that the do that shit in a Metal don't Gear Solid game it. tell you what's going on. I love yes. the series, but you can play all four of the uh, Solid games and still have no idea what's going on in that story. Because they're, I mean, they're they're campy, silly, goofy games. I'm not saying that Metal Gear Solid has an amazing narrative, no, but I'm not saying in that terms of in terms awesome. of telling a narrative i think metal gear solid does it better than most games that do the well it's because quantum break quantum break has like 10 minute sections of movie walking that shit is the worst oh yeah that game was i didn't even play that game but i've, I've heard that it's awful it um, has the same issues of the last of us well i don't see i i agree with metal gear solid that's one of my favorite series and the reason why i think that that's such a great example is because Hideo Kojima purposely makes his games like movies. Like, he wants them yeah. to be... Like, he's probably the biggest proponent of having games as an art medium and an art form. Because oh, no, that, he loves that. Like, you know, I, oh, gosh, I would have loved to have seen that but Silent he's Hills still, game. I mean, aside from, like, Metal Gear Solid 4, <laughs> all of them... Wait, you mean you don't like the two-hour cutscenes? Hmm... Th though that one was a little bit too heavy, but <laughs> this is getting intense. But let's. But that's one game of what, like no, seven, and all of them have always been gameplay first. Metal Gear Solid Five had the issue of having too much game yeah. and too little story. Hey everyone, welcome to the Metal Gear Solid podcast. Well, I episode think one. I think just kind of going back then. But no, a, this no because because this is I'm going to tie this back to Nintendo because. I think what Nintendo does, as well as much as I just like said, the Skyward Sword cutscenes were really good. Nintendo has always been a gameplay first company yeah. because they've there's been other instances where they've tried doing the story first thing. Metroid Other M. And it's oh. not great. It's not fantastic. Oh, keep my mouth shut. Hell, hell, you know what? I can bring up another one. Remember when like Mario Sunshine opens with like a ten minute unskippable cutscene? <laughs> sure. Anyone liked that? Wait, it's a I've, I skip it every time I start a new game. Oh, maybe it's not unskippable, but no, it's, it's still skippable. like 10 <laughs> minutes long. It's still a 10 minute long Mario cutscene. I, I so, just, I'll never forget that moment where you see Baker, Mario is saying full sentences and that, it's the weirdest well, Bowser thing. Bowser Jr.'s mouth like moving up and down like <laughs> he's having a seizure. I'll never forget that part of Super Mario Sunshine. No one can forget that part. <laughs> but Nintendo, Nintendo's always worked best as a gameplay first company, yeah. and that's I think what that's what has I think that's why they have so much appeal still. Like the Wii U might not be doing great, but their games are still yeah. you know critically hailed no, ten out of ten masterpieces. Great. Exactly. I mean, when Reggie, you know, it was kind of a cocky statement, but it's true. Reggie said like at E three this year. That if you look at all the current gen platforms, Nintendo has the highest rated games. They do. And, yeah. No. And they, absolutely. They do. It's a fact. Like you could look it up. And even, that's why that's why Bayonetta was such a perfect for, fit for the Wii U because yeah. that is a gameplay first game. And it has great. It, well, I mean, you could say it's a great story. It has a really good story to it. Yeah. But, and and I think that that's one of the things that this is kind of where I was going is that Nintendo does well, especially with the Zelda series, is that they they do 
like they have a good combination of it sometimes for the most part like in zelda games like yeah. we can argue about metroid other m the all the whole time i kind of side with nate on that one more than you call oh him i'm God. sorry um, oh the, my, my biggest, I'll just say my biggest gripe with that game is the final boss battle, quote unquote boss battle. Um, yeah, boy. But Nintendo tends to, like you said, lean more towards gameplay, and they do that well. Like that's they do it extremely well, it, unless it's like Star Fox. Zero. Just like it's Splatoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even awesome. even with Paper even, Mario even the silly Color story Splash, in it, it, it fits what they built. Well, Paper Mario Color Splash, like there's almost no like, for lack of a better term, it the story's paper thin. And, but the gameplay, I hate to say that I like that game, but I, I'm the, the, enjoying The jokes that game. in it are awesome. It's, it's such a good game, and I hate that. I want on principle to hate it, but I, I am enjoying it so much. And it has great <laughs> gameplay. Somehow, despite not liking Sticker Star, it, it's a great game, and Nintendo yeah, knows it, how to make a, a good game. Well, it's one of those weird things. Like, oh, you Color hate Splash Star? is a Color better Sp- game than Yeah, no, it Sticker is. It's Star. infinitely better than way Sticker better, Star. Way better, way uh, better. So, you know, when I, th- I think about the Zelda stuff, you know, cutscenes, character development, um, hands off. You know, it, it's really interesting because I like all of these all of these things about Zelda games. I like the cutscene heavy Skyward Sword. Yeah. I like the massive character development you see in games like Majora's Mask, which isn't necessarily all cutscene based, but you could see in modern gaming how there might be more cutscenes. You know, if that type of game was delivered today. Yeah. Um, and I also like you know the original Zelda. Here, here's mm-hmm. a sword. Go save the princess. Figure it out. Like, that's awesome. And and I think what's going to be interesting to me is Breath of the Wild, from what we have seen in interviews, what I've experienced, it feels like it's going to be a game that gives you the option to go either direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing as about... As it says, you can go to the end. <coughs> right after you beat those first four shrines, you could just go to the end of the game. Like, I mean, the other thing about Breath of the Wild is that it's story. a throwback to the old mm-hmm. 8-bit titles, which were... No story, all gameplay. Then again, the old Ipid titles didn't let you go to the final boss right away. Yeah. But you know what we need, though? I'm going to trigger Colin. It's going to be funny. What oh, we need we is we need a Telltale series Legend of Zelda. Here's the thing. <laughs> Telltale's okay. They just need to start making, you know, point Games. and clicks again. They need to, Pointy. like... Point and clicks. They need to stop with the license shit and make, like... They need to go back and make, that's, like, a Sam and Max money. title. No, okay. hang on. They gotta go back and make a Sam and Max title for but a couple Tales of from the Borderlands then... was fantastic. Yeah, I that was, that it. was amazing. But, and I think Walking Dead's pretty good. But, like, yeah, Walking Dead was, Walking they, Dead was really good. They need mm-hmm. to, like, go back to their, making... Their more recent efforts haven't been... I mean, they're still... I mean, okay. Like, the Game of Thrones one, like, it, it's, it's not bad. It's but just, like, would you guys like to say though? It's not great. Would you guys like that, to see something like that then, okay. like a Nintendo game based around like solely story, where it's just a point and click? Like, could you? Yeah, they. Um, as maybe like a side game yeah. for like twenty bucks. <laughs> I just just to throw it in there, just just compare like any new Telltale game to like Strong Bad's Cool Game for Attractive <laughs> sure. People, and it's it oh, pales geez. in comparison. It's such a good game. It's so good, but um. I could see them doing that in all story based. I mean, they should be doing that with yeah, Paper Mario. And, but, you know, as I yeah. said, th- this is one of those things that I think Breath of the Wild is going to help me decide because yeah. I'm going to end up playing through the game at least twice. So I'm going to have what well, maybe even three times because I'll probably have a, a, an attempt at a 100% run. And you know, the first time, you know, I might just rush to the end, just just skip the story. Who cares? Let me just oh. enjoy the sweet sweet gameplay and beat the final boss and have have some have some old fashioned fun. And then I'll come back through and I'll literally seek out the story. 
and then I'll see which way did I enjoy playing the game more. Did I enjoy not not the gameplay in between? Because I got to kind of separate out the gameplay from it. Because there's going to be a lot of extra gameplay as you're extending the game, looking for a story. Mm-hmm. But you know, was the payoff from the story worth it? My time for the stuff I'm doing was that story something I actually cared about, or was it just classic? This is really bad writing. These are really bad cutscenes. This story I mean, doesn't make any sense. It just has more plot holes in it than a, like a piece of Swiss cheese. Yeah, I mean that because that's the reputation Zelda games have, like it or not. All these fan theories that exist exist because the stories are flawed. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, they literally exist because <clears throat> Nintendo is bad at telling stories. But you know what the and, excuse for that is? Is that they're like oral legends being told over time, so stories change and yeah, I know that's what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's or it's, it's just you're really you just don't have good story writers. No, no, that, or that, it's that it's, Nintendo just wants you to play the goddamn game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, again, all they care about is gameplay. So. <laughs> Unless I mean, that's ha- why Shigeru was able to get away with like, oh yeah, this next one's a prequel. Like, see you later. Like, for so <laughs> that, long. That was it. No one cared. No one yeah. cared. Like when they just um, dropped. Yeah, Triforce Heroes is totally in the timeline. It's, it's so, a sequel. You know, again, obviously, you guys out there, you've heard two different perspectives. Obviously, coming from Alfred and Colin, you've heard <laughs> me where I'm kind of literally right in the middle. I don't know because I like all of the above so far. I mean, so it's I can say those- I can say for certain that like my two favorite games of the year have been. And all st- a story cutscene based game and a gameplay based game, and those two games are Tokyo Mirage Sessions and Ooh. Doom. Ooh, and Ooh. and for a second I thought you were gonna say Overwatch. No, oh god, no. <laughs> but uh, that, that's like all gameplay, man. I, yeah, but it's also all bad. But <laughs> oh, hold on now, hold on hold now. now. All right, we're gonna move on to the next topic. <laughs> we, we, we've talked about enough nonsense. We won't. Maybe we could have an, an off an off camera debate about Overwatch. Um, so this next one comes from Kyle Steed, uh, and he and he says that he asked on Twitter last week, and maybe it was a little too late. By the way, it was a little too late. I, I saw your question; it came through while we were doing the podcast, so it was a little too late to get it in. Um, but what do you guys think about instruments in Breath of the Wild? From what we have seen, it doesn't look like one will appear. Well, more on that in a moment. Uh, should we have known about it already if it is going to be part of the story? Hmm. I can, hmm. you know, I could see them. I, I don't know if they will. Again, we know uh, we don't well, really know. Well, it's not a central theme, that's for sure. It's true, but the tablet is your central item. Yeah, but if you think about what like a breath would be, like a breath of the wild, like if they're going with this whole air oh theme. Oh my god! You've oh got my like god. well, and you whistle. You do whistle. In the yeah, game. I mean, you've got. Yeah. I what I could see them maybe doing is something like those little horseshoe plants like from twilight princess twilight maybe princess, yeah. where you blowing on the grass quote too. unquote play a pona song something like that um yeah but you know i think it's just gonna be a whistle thing yeah. because they, in the demo they had like you press down on your d-pad to whistle and i swear that's got to be how you call your horse yeah and you just didn't have a horse in the demo so it did nothing i mean i could if they wanted to they could throw in the ocarina i just don't see that there being a point like like i could see that the thing is, there's like been instruments in Zelda games now for a long time, so I feel like there's going to be instruments in this game. They're just not going to have that kind of significance. People say, you know, like I could see like Sheik's harp showing up. Yeah. Like, it. But they've already it done it a very harp. much could be a Sheikah item. Like it, it could very much be a thing that shows up. Um, you know, you could see, you know, a lot of things obviously based from the Sheikah. You could end up seeing music wise, but it, it's just one of those that for Link himself, the music's I don't think going to be as important. But here's the thing. We don't know because we haven't... I mean, as Nintendo said themselves, we've seen 1% to 2% of the game. 
that's such a little amount of the game to really base that whole yeah music's not going to matter on or there won't be instruments like we don't know all we've seen is the opening area and in the opening area of like ocarina of time you don't really get the ocarina that's true you get that when you try to leave so you know if all you did if all you had a demo of for ocarina of time you know outside of the fact that you know it, it's in the title <laughs> but let's just say it wasn't called ocarina of time it was just called you know the legend of zelda you know yeah. whatever of time and you just had the demo of the opening area then you play the first dungeon and that's it that's where the demo cuts off you might not think instruments are important and that's kind of akin to what i view what we have seen in breath of the wild so far is that we haven't seen enough to know i just don't um, well based on like the breakable equipment and stuff i don't know if like they even want to go with the instrument because well, see, I'm trying to. When's the last Zelda game that didn't have an instrument? Twilight Princess. I mean, unless you really, uh, Princess, unless you really yeah, want you to the, count the, the grass wolf. as an instrument. Yeah, the wolf whistles. Yeah, but I really wouldn't. That that was like a howling. Like I, I know that's not an instrument, but to me, it's as much as instrument as when you were busting out the pipes with all your yeah, different masks. Yeah, I mean, on. I guess you could. Because you did. Music was important. You you had to use music throughout the game. I mean, you didn't have to do that. Well, no, but it was highly encouraged like, yes yeah trying to make you do it i mean i again like you said we don't know i mean we, we mm -hmm. could see like i i just don't know how it would fit in based from what we've seen yet or based on what we've seen yet especially if um the game is returning to like a more traditional route route there wasn't sure. really one in the original ocarina of ocarina of time there wasn't one in the original zelda and there wasn't really Whistle. one in zelda 2 yeah but they didn't play as intricate. <laughs> but, well, no, but it is an instrument. Yeah, but they didn't that. play as intric intricate as a role as they have in past games. Like, if you look at, um, like, if you compare it to Ocarina of Time or Majora's Link's Mask. Link's Awakening. Or, yeah. Where it, well, Link's Awakening is literally based around instruments. Oh, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you don't need it to go into the games. Like, you don't need it to go into the final boss, whatever instrument sure. it is. So... Sure. I mean, why? Yeah, it, it's one of those that it it makes sense for them not to do it, but it's understandable if they do do it because the series has been doing it for so yeah. long. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, that's just one of those that we ju we just don't know, Kyle. Um, we'll you know, find out hopefully. I I guess I would like for there to be some instruments in the game that are like optional from side quests that would be really cool. I I don't know that I want one to be like a central point to doing things in the game because I think that detracts from what the game's trying to do where it's Breath of the Wild. It's about the wild. Yeah. And I don't really need a musical instrument because that's not, I mean, really part of the wild. They're blowing in some grass and all that stuff, that's fine, but... But, Nate, don't you um, want to paint with all the colors of the wind? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so, yeah, I would like for there to be musical instruments in the game. I, I just don't think they should be mandatory. Well, they're clearly not mandatory since you can go right away to the final yeah. boss. Um, so... Yeah. Well, they you cut down a tree topic, and you build Kyle. a mandolin out of it. There you go. <laughs> right. You right. just so sit the, on uh, the stuff. one. The next one comes from at King of the Pirates on Twitter. Uh, this is our only one from Twitter because Colin, yours doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Colin. Yours, um, yours never counts, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I usually I skip over Collins every time because there's we'll, <laughs> all some, two uh, of some them. on air trouble we might get in if we bring up those <laughs> topics that he mentioned. <laughs> um, so. Uh, <laughs> so, at King of the Pirates, it uh, says, Which race is the most essential in The Legend of Zelda, and which one is the least significant? 
throughout the history of all the games. Hylians. <laughs> what? Hylians are the most oh, significant. Oh, for most? Oh, yeah. I thought, because I ended with least, so I'm like, wait a second, you just said they're the least No. <laughs> no, I'd say Hylians are obviously the most important. Correct me if I'm wrong there, though. Well, it's, it, I mean, it's hard to argue against. <laughs> um, Hylia herself reincarnated as a pre-Hylian Hylian. <laughs> Um, Link is a Hylian. Uh, yeah, that's really all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's really hard to say who the most important one is because it's kind of obvious. For the least important yeah. one, those you have a little bit more leeway there. Yeah, there's a, there, there's a lot of races in Zelda, so it's, yeah. it can get tricky. But hey, we don't yeah, need part to Part of me wants to say the Kikwi. But they're so cute. I know they're cute, they're but they don't really matter. I know they don't. <laughs> they're, like, completely irrelevant. See, like, I almost said Zora for a moment, but I was like, no, nah, just don't say that. People will get mad at you. I mean, they're significant. There so many One of them is the Sage. Important. Ah. They can make the Sage anything. It just happened to be that race. A Sage of Water. Because there was, like, a Sage from every race. Well, apparently also, one of them is also, like, the Sage of Wind or Earth. So, and that, that you know. Sure. That's confusing. The Pecori. They're useless. Yeah. <clears throat> Colin, you got any, got any? Rock people are the most important. The least important is Link. The the race so, of Link. <laughs> the race of Link. The race of Link. Link the, is a race. The main protagonist of the game. E- even if we just take him as his own race. Yep. He yeah. Is the least important. He is all of the Links. They're just their one race, and they're all very not important. Yeah, they don't. They're irrelevant. <laughs> the legends don't tell of them at all. <laughs> the they're most all important Zelda. race is the Tektites. And the uh, the least important is any old man. Colin, you're wrong. The Mogmas are the most important. Any old man. Any old man. <laughs> no, I mean when, when I think of the least important ones for real, you know, I, I can't get off the Kikwis. I, I just don't know what they're uh, unless they evolve into something that's more important. I, I don't know. I'd what say their purpose is. I'd say I the still Yetis. don't know what the purpose is. The Yeti and, and the Yeto. Uh, you could say the Yetis, yeah. I mean, there's, there's... I mean, they're, they're just good to get possessed once in a while. Yeah, one of them turns into, like, some Twilight Demon thing that you have to <laughs> slash a bunch. And... Then again, like, I'm like, it, it, you know, it's... What was it? Least significant? I mean, it's significant to me that because of the Yetis, I snowboard now. <laughs> I guess that's Like, now in Breath of the Wild, true. I just do it anywhere I want. Would you... What about the... I'm gonna butcher this. The Mayamai? From... The Mayamai? Yeah, Mayamai. The Mayamai or whatever yeah. from uh, Between Worlds? Yeah. yeah, they're kind of pointless too. Yeah, they kind of remind me of the kickwees. Like they don't really have a purpose. <laughs> they're just so there. They're like, hey, look, we've got a thing. Hey, we got some stuff in the game. Yep. They don't matter, but here. Yep. <laughs> um, Remlets. Yeah. Oh, geez. those things have no point. Um, I I could argue that I mean there is a point to them, but vocal blends are basically useless and shouldn't <laughs> exist. They are fodder. I mean, Breath of the Wild actually adds a little bit more challenge to some of them, but before that game, like, that game was not yet, so I guess I can't count it. I don't know. They, I'd still say one of the coolest, the two coolest parts in Skyward Sword involve the Coblins. What, when you get electrocuted? No, the, when there's, when you're down, crawling out of the, under the cistern, with the zombies, sure. and then when you have to fight that horde of them getting to Zelda... At the very oh, last geez. part. That was the cool one of the coolest parts of the game. Jeez. That's <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah, there, there, Kyle, there's some, some a, a little bit of brief discussion. It's really hard because 
There's the so many worthless I, ones. I, I want to go. I want to go like, oh, be, you know, be original with the most important. But you, you can't go anything other than Highlands. Like they are the yeah. only thing that are central to the game. <laughs> They're in every game. Like, every game. They are in every game. Like you, you can't. There's nothing more important than them. Um, and least important, it's just pick a race you don't like. It's in one <laughs> game that did nothing. Yeah. You know, like you could say, oh, you didn't like, uh, like what were those? Stupid-looking chicken bird things oh. in Twilight Princess. Uka, ukas. Yeah, but here's the thing: if you actually pay attention to the story, they were kind of important. What about those those uh, <laughs> weird snow people with like that always wore parkas from uh, Spirit Tracks? You mean, oh, dude, they originated in Wind Waker. That one guy you get the sail from. Really? Yeah. He's you, one of he's them. Like an Eskimo, he's like an Eskimo guy. Are and you we sure? never really learned his race. No, the the in the they have like horns on their head. They're on like one island in oh, Hourglass. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think like mini blends. No, you're, you're we're thinking of two completely different. I know. Things. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. See, I hate Phantom Hourglass, so that's just like I, I know. Um, so there you go, Kyle. We we kind of gave you some some ideas, I guess, and Colin gave you some some rock people and, and yeah. Link. So <laughs> so people. think long long and hard on that. Um. I'm not going to go into this last one again because this is still that super long one from Mythosaur Hunter. I really apologize. I swear one of these weeks we're not going to have enough topics and we are going to go through your six-page marathon. Yeah, I read it. It's, it's going to happen. I still really have good. it saved. Like, it, it's a really good topic, um, and I'd like to get some really like you know that might be where I bring in like six people to talk about this because mm. this is an awesome topic that you, that you have here. Uh, but we're going to get into the final part of the podcast. Because, you know, we did start recording a half hour late, so it's another reason why I didn't want to get into it. Because this would make it a two-hour podcast. Yeah. Um, if, if not longer. If not longer. It's a very good topic. I know everyone's going to be like, oh, what is it? Just keep anticipating <laughs> it, because one of these weeks it's going to happen. Uh, we are going to get into the final part, which is our favorite thing to happen in video games in this past week. And remember, this is the section that can be about anything, although this entire podcast seemingly has been about anything. <laughs> That's uh, true. <laughs> um, but... This is about this week, uh, this past week, I should say, from anything from last recording, so last uh, Monday through this Monday, because uh, we record on Mondays, even though we release on Wednesdays. And what, uh, what, what do you guys got? You guys got anything? Anything like awesome that happened? It, it, can, it doesn't even have to be news. It could just be like a personal achievement you made. I got my keyboard back. That was pretty cool. <laughs> no, um, the gaming keyboard? No, I actually use a uh, an old IBM keyboard. From the oh, 80s. Oh, yeah, one of those people. It's a clicky. That's why whenever I type, it's the loudest thing in the world. Yes, it is. And it's still not louder. Springs. It's still not louder than Darren's clicking. It is louder. Oh, look at that. It's louder than um, my Cherry MX keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, favorite thing that happened in gaming, though. Uh, I guess Gears Four. Gears Four. That's a good one. I, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't had the the time to. No, actually, I take it back. Uh, oh. River City Ransom SP came out. Nice. And it's it's a good one. If you have a 3DS and you like old school like it's brawlers, you should go get River City. Go uh, check that out. It's called River City Tokyo Rumble. It's real good. I love it. It's great. Oh my gosh, Paisano. Emily what? Rogers should just be quiet for a little bit. <laughs> She made her Twitter public. It's important. I know. And now she just said, the NX is not getting delayed. It's on schedule. It launches in March. News is coming this week and next week. I just saw that. Well, here's the thing. 
I will give her a little bit of credit if news actually does come this week and next week. Because literally everyone has been saying it's going to happen next week. Like, every <laughs> single week. So this is the first time she's actually said it's going to happen I this mean, week and next week. I mean, it's gotten to the point where, like, if Nintendo doesn't reveal it this month, like... Yeah. But I'll put it this way. Really, everyone, pu- really everyone as all the former. If she is wrong about us getting NX news this week and next week, we will Nothing never talk changed. about Emily Rogers again. <laughs> Nothing has changed business as usual. <clears throat> yeah. But I but I said Paper Mario was coming to the Wii U once. <laughs> was there also Anyways, Mario Kart um, 8 coming? But that that's Wii U? definitely that's not my favorite thing. It's just something that just literally just <laughs> popped up in my feed. Um because Emily Rogers follows my personal Twitter account for some reason. So I, I've always had access to her stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, my favorite thing from the past week is obviously my long shot hope that this Beyond Good and Evil thing is true. Yeah. Um, I love Beyond Good and Evil, and I am willing to replay that main story plus get some additional details simply because it was mentioned in the supposed report slash rumor about Beyond Good and Evil uh, becoming like this NX exclusive, that if it sells well enough, Nintendo will fund a second one. Which means that Beyond Good and Evil 2 can actually happen. We mm-hmm. just have to support this reboot. Um, that's assuming the reboot's good. Obviously, the gameplay sucks and everything. Don't don't be buying stuff that sucks, man. I mean, like, the problem is that they didn't games. they didn't really like announce that it's in production. It's in pre-production, which means it still could go. They they they're still not working on like. It's any been in pre-production hell forever. So well, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Well, what happened? Apparently, um, the person who is heading it up is the one that kind of made the waves uh, recently by stating that it is reopened pre-production. Yeah. Um, because of some new contract talks. And this is where, this is kind of the stuff that's backing up the whole, okay, well, if Nintendo got involved, that's obviously going to involve some contract talks. They got to figure out licensing. They got to figure out funding, all this stuff before they could really, you know, really take it off into full development. Um, and, and what's really cool about this supposed rumor report is that uh, we're going to know soon, especially if the NX is getting revealed like this week or next week, because uh, apparently a new CG trailer will be what what it'll be unveiled with, which is no surprise. If it's yeah. been in pre-production, it's not ready to show gameplay. But it'll it'll be a, another <coughs> a CG trailer, like the original showing of it, and it'll be um, at the NX reveal event or something like that. Um, that'll be one of the big announcements. So it, it's kind of one of those things that we're going to know soon. I don't have to wait long to, to, to know if my excitement over this, my hope for this is bad. Well, that, I'm presuming that NX even gets revealed this year, which... I, again, I, Nintendo last said it'll be revealed in 2016, so I guess I'll stick by it, even though Nintendo delays things all the time. <laughs> they would never delay things. Never. Never. Um, let's see. For what do my... you got, Alfred? There, there, there's a lot. Of, there's actually a lot of good stuff that isn't Zelda. There, stuff. there is. Um, I guess mine's kind of a two-parter because sure. I. So there's the Red Dead sequel. Yeah, I, that that's one of the things. I was, I'm not really. I, I never got around to playing the original, and then when I finally sure. got it, the version I have is broken, oh. so oh. I can't oh, play it. Uh, what I, version did you get? It's the PS3 version. I, I got, oh, like, oh. maybe 30, 40 minutes into the game, and then the disc just, like, stopped working. And so... Yeah, welcome to PlayStation. Well, and I got Go. it for, like, eight bucks, and so I was like, yeah, this is gonna be great, like, cheap price, got it from GameStop, <laughs> first first mistake. Yeah. Um, sure. And then, I, every time I find it again, it's, like, 20 bucks, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know if I want to spend 20 bucks on Red Dead, because if I just really want to play it bad enough, I can just play it on one of my friend's Xbox, like, 360s sure. or something. It's, it's such a good game. Yeah, it, it yeah. is a really good game. Um, but I guess the, the big thing that's happened to me was I, I got some money for my birthday so I went out and bought Paper Mario Color Splash 
And like I said, I don't actually hate it. And that's a problem for me. Because Why? Because you're going to play it? I, I do actually like that game. It's it's fun. It's funny. There's, there's a few gripes I have for it. And I guess the biggest one is the same gripe that I have against Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Is that the the type of like the the character that was in it in the original like in Paper Mario Thousand Year Door and then the original Luigi's Mansion yeah. aren't in the games anymore like you oh, don't like I, I I'm left wanting for like those extra characters like sure. you have yeah you have the the side character like this is some, one of the complaints that you heard from the very beginning of the game for color sure. splashes you have you know Mario Peach you, Luigi pops up sometimes Toads and then Bowser. And then the Koopa Kids, and that's that's it. Sure. There's no like extra like extra species, or you know, in in Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, you had the Bombs and um, the Piantas. Probably butchered that as well. And all these different like <laughs> races. And then in Luigi's Mansion, where you had the different character ghosts and like the people ghosts. And then a Dark Moon, where you didn't have any of those. And so it's kind sure. of the same problem that I'm having with Color Splash. Is like I love the game. It's just missing that character that made the first one so good. But yeah. if, if you're if you're looking for one last hurrah out of your Wii U that's not, you know, Zelda, go get Color Splash. It's actually pretty good. It's not terrible like everybody thought it was going to be. It's not <laughs> it's not the Metroid Federation yeah, force of the Paper Mario game. For a, yeah. for a pretty good, like, second to last hurrah yeah. of your Wii U, go get yeah. Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yes. Oh, okay, good, if you have to game. decide between that or Paper Mario, go get Tokyo Mirage Sessions because yeah. it's an infinitely better game. And if you're thinking about building a, a new gaming PC, that the GTX 1050, 1050 Ti just got leaked. What? I would I would say get a, a 1060 budget. still, but that's just my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that much more, but yeah. it's still kind of nice for... It's really interesting, uh, this generation of GPUs, that they're actually targeting budget PCs. Yeah. Like that, that's just awesome. It's, it's just that, like, the, the tech has advanced so much. And, like, yeah. it's, 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 it's that the tech has advanced so much... And the fact that, like, consoles are no longer top-of-the-line machines. Yeah. Sure. Oh, that like, that's one more thing, too. What's that? Uh, I got what? to try out the PSVR, and... Liked it? It was... It was cool. Yeah, that's what a lot of my friends say. It's really cool. But then I asked them, like, three days later, <laughs> are you still playing it? No. It's like, you have to... <laughs> first, you have to plug yourself into the Matrix to play the game. And then... Oops. You have like six or seven cords, and like it's <laughs> it's okay. You still have to plug it into a box into the back of the yep. PS4, yep. and it runs fine. But I don't know if I could be like, you know what? I feel like blowing four hundred dollars today. I'm gonna go buy a headset for PSVR. <laughs> I'm... Do, you have, do you have the Move controllers? Otherwise, you gotta spend. Yeah, you have to buy. You have to have two individual, like the Wiimote looking Move so, controllers. Move, con- move controllers. Yeah, and then you have to have the camera. You have to have the camera. And then you have I to think have... it comes with the box. All versions come with the box. Yeah, I, all of them uh, come with the box. I actually tried out uh, PSVR at Indiecade East. Thanks, Zelda Informer Press Badge. <laughs> but uh, no problem, buddy. <laughs> I, uh, I I tried it out with a game called um, what was it? it? Was like I think it's called like Hypercube VR. Yeah, some really generic title, but it's basically like 3D Tetris. And I gotta say that out of all of the VR headsets, because I've used all of them now, I've mm-hmm. used Google Cardboard, I've used Oculus, I've used uh, Vive, 
my friend's even letting me borrow his Vive because he lives in New York City now, so he can't <laughs> use it. Nice. Uh, expect to see a Vive silly stream from me sometime in the future. Nice. But uh, yeah, it, no, what, but, what you could expect next week is for us to talk a little bit about Pokemon Sun and Moon since the demo comes out true. tomorrow. Oh boy! But or the uh, demo. By the time you listen to this podcast, the demo will already be out. But for our recording but, session, it'll be probably talked about next week in the final uh, segment. All right, but going back to VR, I tried the PSVR headset, and I think it's my favorite out yeah, of all of them. I would and agree. The reason, the reason being, is because it does this thing that all VR headsets should do, where the actual visor and the game in front of you wraps around your vision. You're not looking yes. into like a pair of toilet paper rolls, <laughs> like in every other VR headset. Yeah, it actually is, wraps around your eyeballs. There's one fundamental problem with it, though, and this is was pointed out is in that the it's IGN. VR. Well, this is, it was pointed out in the IGN review. Is that you yeah. can't have a true 360 game because as soon as you turn around, your body's put between you and the camera. Yeah. And so you're cut off. And there's also like 50 cables running to yeah. the back of your head. Like and, I said, yeah. you have to plug into the Matrix. Yeah, first, personally, and... based on what the VR I've used, now I haven't really been that impressed by any of it. Like it, It's one of those, like it, it almost feels like to me, the glasses-free yeah. 3D on the yeah. 3DS. It's really cool, but I'm not really going to use it. I think it has more potential, but I'm, yeah, it, it I'd definitely wait. has more potential. Whether, whether they um, hit the potential with games that feel like it actually needs to be in VR um, and can get VR to be affordable, because I know that you know, the PSVR is supposed to be the affordable thing, but if you're it's like someone like me, I own an Xbox One, so for me to get it's the still, VR, the PSVR, still I have costs to buy as a much as the console. Yeah. yeah. I have to buy the, the headset, so I'm already 800 deep there. Then I gotta buy the peripheral. Next thing you know, I'm spending a thousand bucks. So basically, yeah. if you're deciding, I already have a like, gaming PC. I could just go get the Vive and save money. If you're deciding I mean, between like a kidney surgery and a oh, PSVR, actually, the, yeah, the Vive would save money. Get, get the kidney surgery. Just just PSVR. It's it, this is one of the things that Don't you'll hear. You'll hear everybody say this. If you're waiting for like, if you want to get VR, wait because it's nowhere near yeah. ready. Like, oh, I yeah. said it don't, don't be the, one of those early adopters. Let them make the mistake. Yeah. I said it on the old podcast. I'm going to wait for the uh, GameStop pre-owned accessory, <laughs> like, plastic bag bundle for yep. PSVR. But I am, I guess, fully ready to embrace it. I I own um, the 100-foot Robot Golf, because I played that at IndieCAD, mm-hmm. and I really like nice. that. I got a physical copy of Res Infinite coming in a couple months. I'm hyped about that. But the thing is, is that these aren't VR exclusives. There's only one that I want to play, and that's Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Yeah, that looks good. And I I get why it's VR exclusive, because they want you to have, like, little demons go ooga booga, like, right in your face, (laughs) like, right into your eyeballs and to spook you. But, like, otherwise, it just looks like a typical House of the Dead rail shooter. And I just want to... I'd like to play a new good rail shooter, but... I I think the thing with VR... There's no no market for those games, remember that. Well, I think the problem with VR right now is that it's basing around experiences and not games. And I don't know if you can justify a $400 experience with $20 experiences tacked onto that. I mean, they just launched, like, all five of these headsets, and yet there's still issues with, like, how to technically move around in these (laughs) games. Yeah. Yeah. They still want you to teleport all over the place or just stand still, and it's that's not great. Yeah. And still, my best VR experience is uh, th- this is goes like way back. You guys remember the game Crimson Skies? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that game's fantastic. Um, so uh, way back when there was some place I was at in Minneapolis that had like this giant um, setup for Crimson Skies where you get in, it feels like you're in a cockpit, and then you put on like a headset, a VR headset, and you're playing it in virtual reality, but like 
I actually feel like I'm flying the plane because it feels like I'm in the cockpit. And when I look down in virtual reality, it literally looks like the exact same controllers my hands are on in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, awesome. And I'm like, that, to me, was the best virtual reality I've ever played in my life. Because th- there was no compromise. Yeah, but how do you and make it feels that like a right consumer now, thing? I know, that's what I'm saying. It feels like right now, at the consumer level, that while obviously something like that's a little bit unrealistic unless you're just rich... Um, <laughs> Like that kind of setup is probably like thirty thousand dollars to even get something. Just consider to consider every VR headset right now a developer build because it's not really ready for consumers. Like it yeah. is, but I it mean, isn't. Like you guys mentioned, you you turn around, well, you can't do a three sixty view because it blocks the camera. Yeah, you know, or the cords get in the way. This like basically, a lot of things wanna, that feel uncomfortable about. If it. you want to watch a great video about why VR is not in a great spot right now, watch. Uh, what is it? It, it? Basically, Giant Bomb at a Giant Bomb, yeah, they, had, yeah. they, they got the whole HTC thing on it. Vive. There's a there's a brief like like five minute long like compilation of all the moments by Crowdcat, but uh, yeah, oh, you don't man, know. I, a, I watched that um part of their their I don't know if it was part of their Bombcast or I can't remember what it was part of. Uh, but uh, yeah, I remember watching that because I was really interested in some of this VR stuff, like shows so tons of pre-orders, and they basically said, look, there's a lot of really cool stuff, but. Nothing that's worth spending the money yeah. to play. Unless you it's get like virtual and, and they also, reality they games are not so prices. great yet. I remember them harping hardcore on the prices of the stuff. So here's a sixty dollar. Oh, yeah. Here's a sixty dollar. <laughs> this five is twenty dollars. It plays like a Wii game. Yeah. yeah. Here's this is a twenty dollar game. It lasts two minutes. But you also have yeah. to buy the eight hundred dollar headset to play the twenty dollar game. Yeah. I it's mean, a, it's just not consumer ready. At when it all. comes to PC gimmicks, I actually went backwards. I got myself a copy of uh, Nvidia 3D Vision glasses. <laughs> they're fun. They're actually they are, a lot of fun, fun to use. Fun. Uh, well, it's just like going back in time. Like, oh, the Wiimotes. I'm like, ah, go use the PlayStation yeah. Eye back in the day, baby. <laughs> Let's do I the still... head tracking motion and slam those soccer balls into that net. Um. Well, that's going to do it yeah. for this week's podcast. <laughs> VR. Uh, I, hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoy it. We have to end up talking about VR. VR is kind of like the, the big hot-button topic right now. Um, maybe until the NX gets unveiled, which might be cool. The NX uh, is might just be the cool, VR. Because we don't actually know if it's going to be a cool unveiling when it does happen, if it ever happens. Some people believe Nintendo just scrapped the whole thing at this point. Um, <laughs> What's the NX? You could follow The NX me. never existed. It never existed. You can follow me at NateJance on Twitter. Uh, you can also go check out my site, NintendoPrime.net. I just published, well, not just at the time of this, but a couple days before this podcast, I published our new episode of the Nintendo Prime Podcast, Episode 2, all about Nintendo. We go over some crazy things. We have, like, uh, how we would unveil the NX, um, and then we have, like, a voting thing going on with that, and the losers have to, like, recite poems. and it, It's getting nuts. Um, it's a lot more doable betting than Alfred and me had for E3, where... Alfred still owes me. I do. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> uh, uh, j- as long as it's like all I say is just before the end of the year. Uh, even if I can guarantee crappy. it will be before the end of the year. But after, Halloween's coming up. It's a good time. After we're done with all the wedding planning and stuff, I can guarantee you, <laughs> it's it's a rough life, Nate. It's, it's going to be the most watched video on our YouTube channel. I guarantee. You. Oh, uh, I don't know um, about that one. You come down oh, here. That you come down here and day. do it with me. Then it'll be the most watched video <laughs> oh, on gosh. on our website. Especially if we do it live. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a twenty minute live stream of just us singing Backstreet Boy songs dressed like Tingle. Christ. Oh my gosh! No, I didn't lose the bet. So uh, <laughs> you can enjoy doing that by yourself. Um, you can obviously follow Alfred at Full Metal Elfie. Uh, do you have any anything you're working on that you might want to tease to people? No. <laughs> no, nothing. I, I got nothing in the bank. I'm living, doing life. 
You'll probably living doing life. If you follow me on Twitter, I, you might see engagement photos. If you're into that kind of it, thing, if you, if you follow Zelda form on Facebook, you're seeing a lot of Alfred's old editorials. Yeah, I've been reposting them lately. <laughs> But they're, they're really good stuff, so they're, they're definitely worth reading if you haven't checked them out. I, they still uh, get the same arguments over them, so yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's awesome. Nothing's changed. Uh, <laughs> Colin, where can people follow you at? You can follow me at uh, everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, uh, Omegle, at uh, <laughs> K-A-W-L-U-N-D-R-A-M. That's Colin Dram. Uh, I'm currently working on schoolwork. Uh, I'm hoping to get actual content up soon. I do have a top five video I want to get out eventually, and I want to do uh, more streams every now and then. And Uh, and potentially redoing that Nintendo Prime video? Yes, I'll I'll eventually get back to that. It was a really good video originally. Yeah, no, it's a good video, too. The footage isn't that great, but... It's just the footage sucks, yeah. Yeah. But, um, no, I will... I'm always on Super Bunny Hop's dad streams, and... Nice. Go yell at George to put me back on the TOVG podcast to make <laughs> Jimmy Sunder mad. But yeah, there you go. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in, and we'll catch you same time next week. Yep. See ya. Bye. Bye.